How do you make business problems disappear? Wrap them in bacon. For business owners, marketing execs, and anyone trying to grow your business, pump your profits, and make more while doing less, welcome to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo. Sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. Profits? Every week our chefs will serve you proven recipes for ramping up your revenue. Now here's your host, Brad Costanzo. Today we are talking about email marketing. Uh, we all do it if you're in business. If you don't do it, you're you probably got a business that isn't making a lot of money. And a lot of businesses who do email marketing do it very ineffectively. Uh, we all get promotional emails. A lot of them go to spam. Some of them we just get on newsletters, and we don't pay a whole lot of attention to them. Uh, but a lot of folks make millions of dollars a year primarily from their greatest asset, which is their, their customer and their prospect list. It's in the email. It's still the single best form of communication out there at the moment besides just picking up the phone and calling the person. And if you have a, a good email list, more importantly, a responsive email list that looks forward to receiving your emails uh, daily or weekly or however often you send, then you can quite literally write an email and cash a big check and create a tremendous amount of money. There's a ton of leverage in that, you know, widely used but widely misunderstood uh, medium. And today we're going to talk about some email best practices and really kind of cool things that you can do. And I've asked a good friend of mine named Nick Quick. And that, I have been assured, is his real God-given name. Even though it sounds like a pen name, and I still always bust his ball saying it is. But Nick Quick is going to join us in just a second. Uh, he's kind of known as your email go-to guy. I've known Nick for years. Uh, we both made our bones back in the uh, kind of the dating advice niche where we each had products and we you know, learned how to communicate with our list, et cetera, et cetera. And Nick has branched out and has done an amazing job of now taking the skills that he's learned uh, with email marketing and email copywriting and specifically and doing that for other business owners in all different walks of life with his company emailmarketingdone.com. He's written email campaigns to drive massive sales for all kinds of companies in some of the most competitive niches on the internet, like I said, including dating, fitness, supplements, even solar panels. So if you have a regular brick and mortar business, you can definitely uh, get a lot out of Nick today. So Nick, are you on the call, my brother? I am. I am. Cool, man. Excited. Yeah, me too, dude. It's it's good to connect with you. I mean, we've known each other back since way back. Way when, back in the day. Right when we were still trying to figure out what is this internet information marketing thing all about and how do we do it well. And I've always really, really, really enjoyed your copywriting, your style, your the personality that you do in your marketing. You were always one of my favorite, you know, guys to watch out there. And uh, I'm really excited that you've now branched out and had a tremendous amount of success, having tremendous success helping other business owners take some of those hard-won um, things you've learned and kind of done it for them. So, you know, it's kind of funny because it's one of those things that I feel like I almost owe to other people because starting out, I was, you know, in the early days of my internet marketing career, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I really was just completely clueless. I kind of just got thrown into the deep end. And so now I get to help those who kind of feel like they're in the deep end as well to be able to connect with their audience in in ways that they might not be able to do had, if, if they 
you know, didn't have the extra, you know, nudge to get them that success. And I found for me, like, where I connected with people the most was email marketing. Uh-huh. It was where I could help people um, the most because that is where I kind of started to excel. Well, where, and, and, and it, it kind of makes sense, too, because you know, one of the things that you, as a dating coach, you were really good with the art of banter and being witty and charming. And, I mean, charming was one of your yeah, – that was part of your moniker, right? Back yeah, in the day. yeah, that was. A charming rogue. But you, um, <laughs> but you were really good at getting women's attention and attraction and building that charm. So the skill set translates perfectly because an email conversation, uh, when done correctly – when you're writing an email, you could have a million customers on your list, but you're writing this email to one person. That's where, you know, really one of the secrets. And you're building a relationship with them one-on-one, getting them to look forward to your emails in your inbox. And you don't, it makes sense oh, that you would be good at that. I'm glad you bring that up because that's actually uh, one of the number one things that I think a lot of people get wrong when they get this idea. They get this idea that, you know, if only I had 100,000 people on my list, if only I had a million people on my list... And if I ever get in a room full of marketers, you know, maybe they don't understand the mechanics of email marketing. I say, you know, who here would like a million people on their list? And pretty much every hand's going to shoot up. But I can almost guarantee if you had a million people on your list, most of those people don't care about what you're saying. I, I don't know what niche would serve a million people that would really actually care to hear from you. I mean, maybe there are some, maybe there aren't, but I don't really know very many. The the truth is, is that the relationship or the, the money isn't in the list. It's in the relationship with the list. It's in how you communicate with that one person, as you just put it uh, so perfectly. You're not really talking to one million people. You're talking to that one person. You're connecting with that one person who's reading it. You're having a conversation. Right. Now, so I come from the world and you come from the world. When we started doing email marketing, it w- it really was that one-on-one. I mean, people – we. You know, we, we we were considered like gurus. People were purchasing from a person, not just this mm-hmm. nameless, faceless company. So it made a lot of sense to send out emails that looked normal. They weren't these real, you know, catalog style e-commerce emails that was like, "Hey, Nick is talking to Brad." So it gave us the ability to be have a lot more personality in there. But there are different kinds of marketing. You know, you've got your the emails you get from Groupon and one eight hundred flowers, and you get the catalog style emails. Uh, and there's a lot of businesses because I, I, I'm putting myself in the shoes of some listeners who, you know, maybe they run a big company or whatever, and they're thinking, well, there is no personality to my company. They buy from somebody. Right, let's just we'll use your solar panel as example because this yeah, might be yeah. perfect. So they buy solar panels. They're not buying from Brad Costanzo's solar panel. You know, they're, they're buying from solar panels. And how can I have personality? with solar panels and I don't get it. Aren't I supposed to just tell them when I have a sale? I think that's the way I've seen a lot of businesses treat their email marketing and that's why so many of us disregard it. We get blind. We just, eh, spam, whatever. I don't care. So Exactly. So what have you found have been some, um, well, let's address that first because it's really easy to address like information marketers and stuff and how to do the best stuff but let's talk about like, yeah, real brick and mortar businesses. What mistakes do you see them making? How do you come in and help add um, you know, real life and more profit to their emails. Well, I think first of all, I'm calling BS. I don't care if you're a big uh, multi-billion-dollar uh, company that just sells something um, that's you know a commodity or whatever. That doesn't mean you can't still put personality into it. 
you could be a big company or you could be a small brick and mortar company. That doesn't mean that you should strip all personality out of it because really, at the end of the day, people want to buy from people. They don't really like buying from some faceless corporation. Yeah, I agree. Even and I mentioned Groupon a minute ago. One of the didn't secrets they, to Groupon was they hired amazing copywriters. Didn't they also hire comedy writers yes, as well? Yes, comedy comedy writers, copywriters. So when they when you were going through their stuff, you were reading it, you're laughing, you're like, oh my god, I totally want that. And it was one of the secrets to their such a big success. Yeah, because it's really hard to pull off a company like that that just offers you know whatever the deal of the day is because they're combining two things that are kind of <laughs> mm-hmm. technically difficult. They're combining cheap, 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 and you know whatever the deal of the day is. So for them to be able to stand out, they really have to make a big wave. How did they do that? Professional copywriters and comedy writers, making them fun. Yeah. And I think that's really the key to, to, I don't care what you sell, if you can make your emails fun, people are going to want to open them. People are going to want to click on them. And when they're ready to buy, they're going to want to buy from you because it's more fun. Yeah, I agree. So do you – in the emails that you typically write, and granted I'm sure you you change this for your clients based upon you know the type of business, mm-hmm. do you typically advise or write the ones that just look like a traditional email, like not really graphic heavy and not all super-duper formatted? Or do you, you know, recommend mixing it up, doing a little bit of both? Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up. I actually try to mix it up. Um, the reason I do that is because I want every I don't want them to get so accustomed to it always being this way that it becomes easy for them to click uh, unsubscribe or they can click delete before even reading it. I want every day to be a new experience for them. Now, on the one hand, I do want them to kind of have an idea of what it's going to be. It's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to give them some sort of value. And that is good, good and dandy. That'll get them going. But at the same time, I don't want to get it so that it's always the same basic thing. So I will mix it up. I'll have some that are super formatted. I'll have some that are not formatted at all. I'll have some that are terribly formatted, just uh, occasionally. For the most part, I try to make it so that it's all mobile friendly and looking pretty on all platforms. But will I do that every day? No. Right. Do I put images in every day? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. So, so what do you find is? Uh, well, let me ask you this. I hire you to write the email marketing for me. I, it, in this, let's just say I have a. Let's just say I'm a. Oh, I don't know. Let's screw the example. What's the <laughs> process that you have if if I hire you to to be to do my email marketing for me? What's the process you go through? Like, you know, what could I expect? Uh, you know, but from strategy-wise, I'm not talking about like client service, etc. But like, you know, what what kind of things are you going to do? What what are my customers going to see? Give me a kind of well, insight there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, it all starts with the dirty word that starts with R. It all starts with research, mm-hmm. and it's it's something that as copywriters we all kind of hate to do, but it's really where the foundation is built. Figuring out what those hot buying issues are, what those topics are, what those buy buttons are going to be for that particular audience. Mm -hmm. Now, once you have those, it's pretty much the same basic strategy. If you can sell, you know, solar panels, as we brought up earlier, you can sell dating advice. If you can sell dating advice, you can sell just about anything. It's just about, you know, how you connect with it using the stuff that 
the audience is able to connect with, the terms that they use, the problems that they have, the specific problems that they have in that particular industry or that niche. Okay. So I try to figure out what is the uh, crabgrass and their petunias, for example. <laughs> I like that. So all right, as you know, as a friend and listener of the show, Bacon Rat Business is all about really diving in and grabbing the sizzling hot strategies. So I would be doing my folks a disservice and myself as well if I didn't force you to reveal some of your favorite uh, subject lines, topics, email things. So um, lay, some, lay some stuff on me. What is working like amazingly well? What is something right. you really don't want to give away for free, but you're, I'm making you do it? I'm going to give something away for free that's already being given away for free that is probably one of my biggest resources for coming up with really awesome subject lines. It's out there on the internet right now for free. Most people aren't capitalizing on it. I don't want to share these because these guys are really, really good. But there's three main sources that I go to. If I'm coming up with an email, trying to come up with a catchy email subject line, one that just you know stands out and says, open me, open me, open me. There's three sources that I go to. And once again, freely available to anybody. The first one that I do is go to dig.com. You know, digg.com, uh-huh. subscribe to their email list. You would be surprised. I, I don't even open the emails. I just go and put them all in a folder and just go down the list and just look at what's there. And there's usually something that I could either, you know, mold to whatever the niche that I'm talking about is or one that I can shift in just a little bit just so it's my own, has my own flair to it. But it is a wealth of just really eye catching. Um, subject lines that just beg to be open. So that's one. Now, here's another one, uh, another one that I don't want to give away, but it was pointed out to me a little while ago, but it's called headlinesmasher.com. And what this site does is take some of the wackiest uh, headlines from like two or three different articles that are basically clickbait type articles and smashes them together. So it comes up with just these wild uh, um, headlines. That <laughs> I'm on there now. Go- Shouldn't go together, but they end up being hilarious. Dude, that, wait. F- okay, yeah, fake headlines created by matching up real headlines. Yes. And the first one that I see is this. Weed is 114 times safer than a toilet seat. <laughs> see? Now, who wouldn't open something that was based on that? And it said, okay, yeah, so how does this work? So if I click on it, when I hover over it, it's from BuzzFeed, where it says, weed is 114 times safer than alcohol, says a new study. But then I hover over toilet seat, and it says, your purse is grosser than a toilet seat. That is awesome. <laughs> One of the best ways to find really awesome headlines. So you could you could take that and put your own sp- spin on it. So Watch Justin um, Bieber let's say you're selling so many spiders. <laughs> Why is he dating so many spiders? Yeah. There's a great one for the for the dating niche. You can come up with some um, you know, reason why D- Justin Bieber is dating spiders and maybe come up with a metaphor for spiders, like what <laughs> spiders could mean in your particular niche. Uh, okay, so I, I clicked on the all-time greatest and the number one. I'd fuck a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> that uh, is amazing. Shit. Who wouldn't open that? Uh, yeah. uh, and, you know, I mean, depending on your audience. And yeah, your, your solar panel company probably isn't going to send that out. But no, that's no, awesome. no, no. But um, that's you really could awesome. change that. You don't have to have it be so obscene. But you would do what to a dragon? Uh, it, you know, I would punch a dragon in the face. I would 
you know, anything like that. Wait, what does that have to do with solar panels? And then you can make the dragon be, you know, all those evil energy companies out there that are robbing you of the free energy that comes from the sun or something like that. Those are the dragons that are trying to keep you down. That's how you can use that site to create awesome email topics. Um, the last one that I'd like to use is there's usually a subreddit for just about every, and I don't even, I'm not a Redditor at all. Mm-hmm. I will just go on, find the, the subreddit for that particular interest and just see what's the most popular, what, what's floating to the top. If that's catching people's attention, well, then I should pay attention to it. That's awesome. So, okay, so uh, Reddit and all the subreddits, mm-hmm. Dig and Headline Smasher. So, yeah, I've done the same thing with, um, with Dig and Reddit. The other, the other place, I think you, one company that everybody's familiar with that does some of the best headlines is Yahoo.com, just their homepage. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, it's, it, you just go through and look at them. And, I mean, they've got a lot of money. They put a lot of money in copywriters for these headlines. And they're just a lot of great. people underestimate Yahoo. Oh, I guarantee they do. I mean, I go. That's that's the page. I don't use Yahoo for anything except Yahoo Finance and the Yahoo homepage. If I just kind of want to see what's kind of going on in the world real quick, I'm, I may just go there. Like, oh, Yahoo, cool. You know, so I'll see. Like, I'm just seeing stuff like this, like powdered alcohol debate. What the hell is that? <laughs> okay, uh, hacked Sony Docs archive. Kim Richards arrested. Some of them are kind of boring, but um, other ones. Um, going through here right now just to see uh, if there's anything that kind of jumps out at me. Nothing at the moment just jumps out at me, but oftentimes they will. They, you know, they make millions of dollars a year on advertising and those, you, they make that when you click a headline. So there's right. other people, you know, the old school ways, uh, the, the copywriters that we've learned from, and this, this still works by the way, is grab Cosmo headlines and grab yes. magazine headlines because they do the same thing. So, um, all right, so awesome. they're all designed to get you to buy. So if they're getting, and you know, the magazine industry is a really competitive industry. So if they are selling copies based on these headlines, then you should probably pay attention. Right. So okay, so these are some sources of really kind of cool headlines that people can can grab and potentially use the general format or whatnot. But um, like one of the things that I've noticed too is that. An open. Everybody's got this desire to have the highest open rate possible. Right, oh right. God. But I've found that a high open rate does not necessarily pay the bills because you can no, get a doesn't. lot of people open the email, but if it doesn't lead to the sale, so you could have something about Justin Bieber dating spiders, right? And people are going to open that because they're like, huh? But then if you satisfy their curiosity, or worse, if you don't and it's completely irrelevant, then you're pissing them off. Uh, are there any other strategies you use in particular to not only have a good open rate but a good relevancy and and really you know just effective email marketing is there Yeah, I I'm glad you bring that up because that actually is one of the biggest myths of email marketing is that you got to have high open rates. You got to have high click through rates and really I don't really care about open rates. I don't really care about click through rates. I know they're both kind of gateways. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you can't go to the bank and cash an open rate. You know, I posted, hey, Jennifer Lawrence's boobs open. Uh, If I sent that to my dating niche, I guarantee just about everybody would open it. But when I don't actually have a picture of Jennifer Lawrence's (laughs) boobs in in the email, they're just going to get angry and unsubscribe. So, um, or, Or maybe I have an email that says click here and you'll see 
um, Jennifer Lawrence's boobs. They probably will click, but then when I still don't have a picture of her boobs, um, or maybe even if I did, um, that's still not going to, you know, they're clicked to go see that. They're going to go, ooh, wow, awesome, and then go somewhere else. I can't take any of that to the bank. Right. What you're looking for is qualified clicks, people that are actually interested in buying what you have to offer. They want your solution. And I, I know a lot of people say, no, you should be really heavy on the content and whatnot. But really, no, you want to you make your sale in the email. So I'm always trying to get them, when they click, they're ready to buy. Right. You know, one of the most effective, and I just pulled it up. So there was an email that I got years ago, May 15th, 2009, right? And I still mm-hmm. have it because it hit me so hard. And it uses a concept that I've heard referred to as the dominant emotional release. And this goes to where exactly what you said, that it, it's all about doing research and understanding better than your customers what their pain points are and speaking to them in language that they talk to themselves in. And when you do that in copy, it doesn't have to be creative. It just has to be so spot on that you own them. So mm-hmm. there was um, uh, a marketing guru out there that I've paid attention to for years and really liked is Rich Sheffrin from Strategic oh, Profits, yeah, yeah. right? So he, it, it, this was a perfect, this had nothing to do with the email copy itself or the, or the uh, or, you know, or how creative it was. It had to do with how much it hit home because at the time I'd been doing internet marketing for about a year, a uh, year and a half or whatever. And I just kind of felt like, Hey, I was calling myself an entrepreneur. I was calling myself a business owner. But I told somebody else, like, I feel like I'm just plain, you know, entrepreneur. Like, I'm, and I said those words, like, I, I feel like I'm plain entrepreneur. I feel like I'm just pretending. And a real entrepreneur, you know, organizes resources, capital, people around a single goal, and they build a business, right? And here I am, just, I'm plain entrepreneur. And I remember where I was when I said that and who I said it to, my friend Shelly. And the next day, May 15, 2009, I get an email from Rich that said, and this is still spooky to me, are you, quote, playing business, Brad? <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like looking around, like NSA, this is before the NSA, like I was like. Yeah, this is before retargeting and all that. Right. If that happened today, I'm like, I just said those words. I didn't even email that to somebody. And then it says, hey, Rich here, I apologize for being so blunt in the subject line, but there comes a time you need to face the facts about your business. So tell me, you know, are you playing business? Or are you actually building something that's going to last for years to come? So to almost anybody else, that may have fallen on deaf ears because they, if they didn't feel like they were playing business, then it, who cares? But to me, because he knew, he'd done the research, he knew the market, he knew a hot button for other people. I just happened to be experiencing that hot button he pushed it, and I, I not only read everything he said, I knew the concept of a dominant emotional release. I'm like, that motherfucker hit it. And I, mm. he owned me. I remember thinking, he owns me right now. I will buy whatever's on the next page. And I forget, I mean, how much it cost at the time. It was his, one of his systems for like a thousand bucks. I immediately pulled out my wallet and bought it. You know, and it's funny that you should mention that. That just hits you at just the perfect time. Yep. The same goes with email marketing, and this is why I email every damn day. And the reason is because that email that you still, that was 2009, you're still thinking about it six years later. You never know when that email that you're about to push send on is going to hit that client at just the right time 
when it's just the right thing that they need to hear. I'd love to believe that everybody who is opening my emails is, or who's getting my emails is opening and reading them every day. They're not. Um, even I, I love Rich's emails. I open them and read them occasionally. For your case, for example, you just happened to open it that day and it was exactly what you were feeling. The subject line was exactly what you're feeling. If you're not sending every day, you might be missing that chance to hit that person who is like you are with Rich, going to be your lifelong fan. Yeah, and he didn't like, ha- and he didn't have to be creative. No. He just had to be authentic, right? So mm-hmm. and I, and I bring this up specifically cuz we were talking about like some really fun, funny headlines and salacious headlines again the open rate, but and you know this and I've read your stuff and I've watched mm-hmm. your emails and stuff like this. So I bring it up though is guys, you don't have to be super creative. You just have to know exactly who you're talking to. And how to frame it and how to create content every single day that talks to your audience in a way that's welcome in their inbox. And as long as you're not really pissing people off and annoying them, and the best way to annoy people is to be irrelevant to them. Yes. But as long as you're staying relevant, uh, people won't necessarily unsubscribe. They may ignore your, your emails and your subject lines, which is why the open rate doesn't matter as much. Because if you get that one that does, they're reading the subject line, boom, you got them. And you know what? That also brings up another topic with the unsubscribes. I honestly, you know, if they don't want to hear from me, I want them to unsubscribe. Oh, yeah. Uh, please get off my list. And if, you know, there's a listener of your podcast right now that's on my list and you don't want to hear from me, please click unsubscribe. Uh-huh. Um, I don't want to be sending to you if it's, you know, bothering you, if it's not what you want to hear. Just, just unsubscribe. You want those people off your list as quickly as possible. They're just costing you money being on there anyways if they're not actually interested in the stuff that you have to say. So never worry about sending too much because you're going to piss them off like, oh, he's contacting me too much. Well, I guess, yeah, if you're contacting them too much with stuff that doesn't really matter to them or stuff that isn't relevant as you just put it, yeah, they're going to unsubscribe and be angry. But if you're sending stuff that is relevant to them and that they do want to hear from, well, then they're not going to unsubscribe or if they do unsubscribe, okay, great. Good riddance. Yep, exactly. So i got a couple rapid fire questions here for you. Sure. Um, so what's one thing that's working with email marketing right now really well that, you know, any strategy, just give me kind of one strategy that's working really well for you and your clients. I think I brought it up just a second ago, but messaging at least every day. Perfect. Yeah, um, so many people are, are afraid to. That's great. Okay. What about – what opportunities do you see right now that a lot of people are overlooking when it comes to email marketing besides really? mailing every day? <laughs> Can't say that. Yes. Again. Setting up the frame for them to respond to you, if you can have those first couple emails that – basically trains them, here's what you do when you get my emails, and you tell them exactly how you want to get them to respond to you, Um, you kind of have that small window right off the bat when they're really hot, when they're really excited about whatever it is that got them to sign up in the first place. I think a lot of people are really just, here's your your lead magnet, uh, go away. Yeah. And they could really be using that opportunity, that those first couple emails to get them to be putting your emails in the priority inbox. Um, so there's that. And one other thing that I've been doing that kind of works really well right now is giving them a secondary reason to open. 
So on the one hand, they can open because my stuff is really entertaining and fun and informative. The other thing is I tell them you're going to get a – in, for example, in my dating niche, I'm going to give you a daily reflection with just has a quote from some thought. Like I, I just posted one just the other day from Oscar Wilde, which said, um, I can resist everything except temptation. So mm-hmm. at the end of every email, there's that. And of course, that image links to the, the page as well. But uh, there's a secondary reason for them to open each email. What? Oh, yeah, I love that. That's awesome. By the way, I've got to share this with you because this is. Re- I saw some guy doing this the other day, and it was really cool. So, where is it? I've got to look it up. So everybody. Oh, the anticipation is killing me. But nope, I got to find it in my email. I forgot the guy's name, but. Uh, Jason Gaynard. Oh, man. Give me one sec. So what, what this guy did was he, he, there's, a, there's a website out there. I think it's called H... Oh, here we go. Sorry to everybody for the dead airtime. But, uh-huh. all right, so here's, here's what he did. He sent an email. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forward it to you so you can see it. Called Quotables of the Week. You can you know you need to surround yourself with these people here. I'm gonna send this to Nick. Quick, what's your what's your best email there? Uh, Nick at emailmarketing.com or emailmarketing Okay, so I'm sending this to you as we talk. So I, and I will post this on the uh, on the show notes, the blog, etc. So make sure if you're listening, you go check this out. So I just sent it to you, and this was really cool. So he, all he has in this email are these um, quotes. Um, hey, these are from various experts. You need to, you know, it's it's better to take imperfect action than no action at all. And then the call to action underneath is share this quote on Twitter or Facebook. And each one of the Twitter or Facebook is a is a link. So if I click, hey, I like that because it's the same concept of when I when I'm sharing a um, uh, a cool quote in Facebook. People do that all the time. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that resonates with me. I want to share it. So there's no content in this. Just cool quotes of the week. So I, I click Twitter, and it takes me to my Twitter app or Facebook, and it's um, now it's got the the quote there, so it populates with the quote, and then it it adds him like at Jason Gaynard, and it's got a hashtag, and then underneath it, there's also Ooh. you see what I'm saying a URL love it. back to his book, so you can do the same thing with with Facebook with Facebook as well, and the, he's using click the tweet. Dot com on uh, for the uh, for the Twitter one, and he's using one called I think it's like Ahrefs on uh, Facebook. But there's a yeah, there's a website you can go to. Let's see if it's ahrefs.com. Uh, yeah. Oh no. Okay. It's it's hrefshare. So it's h r e f s h a r e dot com. So hrefshare. Dot com and you go there and they let you do this for free so you can choose Facebook you enter what content you want to be shared and then you get a link so then he's putting that in the email and people love it like oh dude I'll totally share that but what they don't see is yeah he sneaks his it's own going little, viral yeah he sneaks his own little link in there I don't know how effective it was but that's some bacon hey I'm gonna stuff. give it a try I mean I'm totally. learning something here right now totally something definitely worth testing yeah and I just it, it's something different hey you're looking for content share quotes these quotes have a secret agenda, which is if they share it, they'll come back to, you know, the people they share it to have a link back to your site. I just love that. I saw that just recently. 
I've been dying to share it with somebody else. So. Well, I'm glad you shared it with me because I actually have something that I can use right now that would definitely plug right into this idea. Nice. And, you know, there's a chance. I don't know if this tracks the links that it does, but it probably does. And you can probably see how effective it is and all that. So anyway, if you've got a big email list, just hey, every week send out Monday morning motivation quotes of the week and you might be surprised. So that's cool. I'm glad I was able to give back to the email marketing master. <laughs> so what, uh, what are you really bad at? in your business or in business like you've done a I'll lot. tell you what I'm terrible at yeah. and this is something that I've always been terrible at and I didn't realize this was kind of a normal thing I am terrible at traffic mm-hmm. I do not <laughs> I don't know how to do Facebook ads I don't know how to do Google ads I don't know how to do any of that stuff I don't know how to do viral stuff you're showing me something here right now this is really awesome other than you know just being awesome enough that people want to share your content in general, I don't really know how to drive traffic at all. So right. terrible at it. Well, and the, the, the good news is, like, if you've, if you've got, you know, traffic is only a problem if there's, uh, you know, if your conversion isn't dialed in, because once your conversion's dialed in, right, you're, you, you can afford to spend more on traffic, so you can waste more money. But the good mm-hmm. news is because you can, like, especially with your own stuff, and if you're not realizing this, if you have the ability to convert people once they're on your email list then you can afford to drive more traffic even if you're kind of just throwing crap at the wall. So, But that's good. I, I ask this question of most of my guests just because it's always good to understand that hey, people out there are not superheroes who are good at absolutely everything. I have yet to find anybody who's awesome at everything. No, and that person doesn't exist or they're a big-time liar and they suck at it. Right. So, and by the way, like, tra- the traffic stuff is not my forte either. I just, I hire people. I just work my butt off on trying to get conversion up and, you know, sales and conversion, that whole left-brained or the right-brained stuff, and then hire people to, to send the traffic to you. So, that's cool. You know, one of my uh, copywriting mentors actually told me this. He's like, all copywriters suck at traffic, mm-hmm. and all traffic guys suck at copywriting. Yeah. So, partner up with somebody who's good at traffic. And vice versa. If yeah. you are great at traffic, partner up with somebody who's good at copy. Yeah, you don't have to know how to do it as long as you know the people who do. So Exactly, and that's what you're that. really good at. Right, yeah, thank you. Making those two people meet. Bingo. So tell me about your ideal client to work with. Because for everybody out there right now, most of them are business owners or whatnot, and mm-hmm. a lot of people hate email marketing. They're like, I just hate doing this crap every single day. And I don't know what to do. So you are a resource. One of the reasons I had you on the show besides to share yeah. some cool bacon wrap stuff is, you know, who are you looking to work for? Because, I mean, obviously you can't work with thousands of people because no, your skill set is time. you. Right. So, yeah. But tell me about Nick Quick's ideal client. Yeah, basically uh, there's, there's a few things that I am looking for. I'm looking for somebody who isn't going to be all heavy-handed with it they got to be able to trust that I actually know what I'm doing and that I'm going to do the research and be able to connect that audience. Uh-huh. If they want to sit there and nitpick and uh, try to um, say, no, 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 we got to do this, we got to do this, we got to do that, let me do my job. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. I will get you the sales. So if you want to be really, really heavy-handed with everything and say, no, no, you're, you're emailing them too much or you got to give them more content or – you don't trust that I understand exactly how to make these sales. Uh, that's uh, going to be one thing. Uh, the other thing is like you want to make a lot of money. You want to make as much money out of every contact that is on your list. You want to be making 3 to $5 per person per month on your list. Uh, that's totally possible. You, 
I want people that want to basically make sales and not make, uh, you know, people that really just think that whatever you write is gold. I, you know, I don't want a huge, like, people that fawn over everything that I write, but they don't want to buy anything. Right. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there that put a lot of really amazing content out there, but you, you'd almost laugh at how little money they're actually making for how many people are just fawning over them. So I want people that actually want to make sales <laughs> as opposed to get praise or fame or any of that kind of stuff. People that actually want to make money out of their business. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Makes perfect sense. I love that. And what would you do for them? If I hired you right now, like you'd come into my business and you'd say, all right, we're going to set up um, what, what customer and prospect email sequences and you're going to hire me to, to create an autoresponder and then do daily broadcasts or whatever. Is that, is that how it works? Or You know, I've got a whole system that I usually like to do. And if you're looking for like the ultimate way to get every last cent, every last dollar, penny, cent, everything out of your email list, I'll set up what I call Operation Rainmaker. And it's a whole system of moving parts that all work together to get just as much money as possible out of your email list without pissing them off, with them actually being happy. In fact, you'll get people that are on your buyers list that will ask you, please, you know, if they're savvy enough to know about email marketing, where they say, please don't take me off your main email list. They still want to be on there because they still want to hear what you have to say. Uh So I will, one, you know, obviously I'm going to go and figure out exactly the hot buttons for the market. I'll, two, set up a sequence that will get them trained and excited to want to hear from you every day. Then I'll hit them up with daily emails um, that are designed to get the right people to be clicking and buying. Um, then there's all sorts of other things that I do to keep my list clean. Um, one of the hidden, um, you know, death blows to a lot of email lists is all of these people that are on your list that haven't engaged in a long time and you just keep hammering and hammering. They haven't opened your email in six months. They're probably affecting the ability for you to land in the inbox of people that do want to hear from you. You know, for example, in the dating niche, I probably have, you know, if I didn't have this little sequence tacked onto my uh, system, I probably would have a whole bunch of people that got married in the last year on my list that I keep emailing to and it's just going to their spam bin or they're just deleting them every day. That's just kind of silly. If they haven't opened, you want to have a way to get them off there. So um, I have a whole system to either get them back into to action and responding or just get them off. That's great. That's great. So um, w- if people want to find out more about this, I think I asked you earlier, but, um, and they're like, dude, I, w- I want to see if you're affordable and if you work, if you work for me and all this other stuff, uh, where do people go to find out more about Nick quick? Yeah. Uh, you can find about me or uh, my whole team of email copywriters. It's not just me. Oh, nice. That is, is writing all of these emails. I've got a whole team of very gifted and talented copywriters that I've trained up myself and have had them study from the masters of email copywriting so that we can each kind of check each other's work and make sure that what we're sending out is the perfect message for your audience. So it's not just me. What you can do, though, is you can go to emailmarketingdone.com and while you're there, you can sign up. You can see the actual emails that I send out to people in that and kind of get a feel for what I'm doing. But you can also get a free guide where I'm going to give you 21 different ideas on stuff that you can write about each day because I'm really big on daily emails. You aren't sure what to write about? Well, I'll give you 21 ideas. And 
you know, if pop psychologists are correct, I, you know, it's debatable or whatever. They say it takes 21 days to build a habit. Whether that's true or not, who cares? Go get the guide and I'll give you 21 ideas for types of emails that you can write each day. Now, if you don't want to do those yourself, well, then you can talk to me and I can do that for you. Nice. I love it. I love it. Well, Nick, this has been awesome, man. I really appreciate you sharing some of these uh, nuggets with us. I mean, headline smasher alone <laughs> worth the price of admission. I'm, I'm sitting here look, looking at some of these, and they're just awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> One of them. The guy who effed a hot pocket tells all. <laughs> Suggests you use a jar of pasta sauce. <laughs> and that is combined of one, two, three different headlines, like one from BuzzFeed, one from Jezebel.com, and one from Zergnet. You guys have to check that out. That is so cool. Um, anyway, uh, folks, if you've enjoyed this show and email marketing is a hot button for you, go check out Nick's stuff. I've got show notes and his website on the, on the show notes. I think you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you're not really paying attention to your email marketing. I mean, if you're getting prospects coming in the door and you are not communicating with them in a very strategic and thought out way to get them coming back, you're missing out on a lot of sales. Most people say no the first time they get to your page. If you're able to get a, an email out of them, that means they care enough to give you their email. It just means maybe they're not quite convinced to buy from you. Uh, email marketing is the way you convince them to buy from you. Most sales come after the initial uh, interaction. You know, if you go meet a girl, uh, most people, Nick Quick is a rare exception, do <laughs> not take her home on the first night they meet her. They end up getting her phone number, right? And they call her. They may take her out on a date or two and they may warm her up. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, unless you've been through Nick Quick's coaching in his <laughs> previous life, then that's what happens. However, um, it just shows the importance of email copywriting. If you would like a second opinion on any of your business strategies, sales strategies, anything like that, if you want to hear more from uh, certain types of guests, types of people, you have problems you want to hear me solve online, or you maybe even want to become a guest on a future show, send an email to askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com and I will uh, get back to you. There are no stupid questions. There are only stupid people asking stupid questions. So remember that. Just kidding. I've always wanted to say that online. So <laughs> um, That said, Nick, I really want to thank you for being a part of the show and uh, you've shared some good stuff, bud. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Cool, man. I appreciate you. And everybody else, share the show. Let people know about Nick, how fun this was. And uh, review us on iTunes. And we'll do a lot more for you. So, Nick, have a good time. Hey, Talk to you ya. soon. Thanks. Cheers.